Welcome to Awaken the Dawn with Apostle Dr. Patience Oti. Awaken the Dawn is a ministry of Shekinah Ministries through the Tribe Prayer Line, which meets every morning, 365 days per year, with the purpose of reading the entire Bible in one year. Please listen to this excerpt and be blessed. Seven twenty twenty. We thank God for the reading of the word. The lamp of the Lord searches the spirit of a man. It searches out his innermost being. The lamp of the Lord searches the spirit of a man. It searches out his innermost being. Some will tell you that the lamp of the Lord is the word of God. Some will tell you that the lamp of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. Whichever way you take it, you are right. But you need to be quiet so that the word of God or the spirit of God will actually convict you of things that are going on in the inside of you. There are times in prayer meetings we could be asked, everybody, just confess your sins. Ask God to forgive you. If you actually submit to him, you will realize that some things will begin to come up. Maybe things you've been too careless to notice that they're going on in you and you didn't care about it. But in such time of prayer and quietness, your eyes will be opened to see the things that are not right. Unless your conscience has been seared, with hot iron. <laughs> Paul said that some people's conscience is like it has been seared. And you know what that means? When you do something now, you'll be so conscious of it, you'll be shaking. You go and do the same thing again, you are getting hardened. After some time, you become so hard that you may not even feel again that what you are doing is wrong. That's the danger of going to church. That's the danger of coming to the tribe. You are hearing something and you are hardening your heart. After some time, your heart gets so hard that it doesn't even look like you are committing sin again. You know, at times you hear some of the dreadful things that people are doing because of money. And you may ask yourself, how can somebody do this? Don't they have a heart? It's because they've done it so much that they are now hardened. Do you know it's easier for an unbeliever to just hear the word of God, give his life to Christ, that you who've been sitting in church, you're hiding yourself, I'm not doing that. It comes to a point that the word of God doesn't touch you again. May that not be a portion in Jesus' name. This morning, Psalm 29 is telling us to ascribe to the Lord, the Almighty One. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord, glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. From there on, 
David begins to tell him how great this God is, how majestic he is. The voice of the Lord is over the water. The, glory, the God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. <laughs> the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. Let's just look at that for a minute. You know, when I study the right hand of God, I think so many scriptures where the word of God said that the hand of the right hand of God is powerful. The right hand of God is strong. But this time, it's not even talking about the hand of God. It's just talking about the voice. If you know anything about the cedar of Lebanon, if you know how big they are, if you know how tall they are, that God will just speak. The voice of God will break in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. <laughs> Who is it that didn't sleep last night because of problems you had? You were in deep thought. How can God, even God fix this one? Hear me well this morning. The Bible says that his voice can break cedars. The only thing you have to pray this morning is to ask that God will arise. Let God speak in your situation. And when God speaks, his voice alone can change things. He makes Lebanon skip like a cow. <laughs> Woo! I want you to begin to think of the thick forests of Lebanon where they have all these big animals, where they have all these cedar trees. When God speaks, the whole forest could begin to skip. <laughs> the voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. If that were not enough, he added, the Lord is enthroned as king forever. His reign does not expire. He doesn't get tired. Nobody will ever unseat him. He will not be expected to stand the election in four years. He is God alone. And I truly want to encourage you to begin to see the magnificence of God. When you see how big he is, it will stir up faith in you. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please Him. When you see how big this God is, 
It will wake you up from sleep. And those things that used to cause you to be afraid, you will realize that they are nothing to him. I take you to the book of 1 Corinthians. Remember this a letter that Paul was writing to a church. And the church, they were all there quarreling about nothing. Somebody would say, oh, I belong to Paul. Another one would say, no, I belong to Apollos. But Paul told them to stay straight up. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything. But only God who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose and each will be rewarded according to his own level. Stop all these divisions. I'm an Anglican. I'm a Protestant. I'm a Catholic. Stop. You are worshipping the same God. No denomination will take you to heaven. For we are God's fellow workers, <clears throat> and you are God's field, God's building. Stop quarreling among yourselves. The important thing is to be sure your foundation is right. By the grace God has given me, I laid the foundation as an expert builder. Someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. For no one can lay any foundation other than that. Other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stone, wood, hair, straw, his work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality of each man's work. I want you to hear this. That whatever we are doing in kingdom, in Christendom, will still pass through fire. I want you to watch those things. Gold, silver, costly stones. Put them on one side. Wood, hair, straw. Put them on the other side. What God is telling you this morning, everything you are doing will be passed through fire. The fire that burns the wood is the same fire that hardens the steel. If you are building with wood, with hair, with straw, whatever you build, when it is passed through fire, it will burn off. It will all burn. If you are building with gold, if you are building with silver, if you are building with costly stones, when you pass them through fire, 
they get purified, they come they will come out better than they were before. And can we just take a minute and talk about what it means to build with some of these things? If you ask me, I'll tell you that the key word there will be what? Motive. You are on a prayer line every morning. We come with what? Different motives. I could be on the line because I really want to know more about God. I could be coming online because I really want to grow in the Lord. I could be coming on the line just to fulfill our righteousness. So that I'll tell God I paid my dues today. You need to take care of me. I gave you my one hour. You could be coming online because there's a need in your life. You're asking God to do for you. And immediately you get your answer. You turn around and tell God, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace. For my eyes have seen the glory of God. You are gone. One of the ways you find out how you are building is just for you to do what? Examine your motives. You are giving. You are giving to the poor. You are giving. Why are you giving? Somebody could be giving out of the love you have for God. Maybe you are giving so that your village people will make you, make you a chief when next you come back. Maybe you are giving so that people will know that you've arrived. What is your motive? Everything you are doing will be tested. It will be tried with fire. And when it passes through that fire, it will actually prove what you did. My prayer for us is that we'll be able to get the reward of our deeds. Build with gold, build with silver, build with costly stones. You've read it in, all, in, the, in the book of Revelation that there will be a white throne judgment. Salvation is by grace. Salvation is free. But after you are saved, Everything you are doing is going on record. And you get reward for it. Purify your motives. So that your reward will be great. Then there's an important verse we cannot skip over. And that's 16. Don't you know? That you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. A few weeks ago, 
One of our brothers, can you come? Preach on the temple of God. And a lot of people were expecting that he was going to talk about maybe the inner court, the outer court, the holy of holies as the temple of God. But he started that message by mentioning different cathedrals all over the world that are beautiful. Coincidentally, I've entered almost all of them. Be it in Israel, be it in New York, be it in Rome, be it in wherever. But what, what he was telling us is that God is not interested in living in those auditoriums. God wants to live in the inside of us. And he makes it clear that you are the temple of God. I believe I attended Benny Hinn's convention. I think it was Virginia sometime. And we were in this big auditorium. And with my eyes, I saw people leave their wheelchair and walk away. I saw people throw out whatever walking there they had. There were miracles. Immediately we finished and came out to the parking lot. People started lighting up their cigarettes all over the place. I was like, whoa. Are these people not coming out from where? The same place. Then I realized that you, you had no right to smoke in that place. So in a building, you were forbidden to smoke, but you think you can do it in your body. I just want you to realize that if there's any place you should be careful, what you say, what you eat, what you do, it should be your body because it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you've asked the Holy Spirit to come into you. You've asked this Holy Spirit to dwell in you. Don't scare him. The Holy Spirit is a person. He will not dwell where sin is. Make sure you are taking care of this temple if you really want God to dwell in it. It will be very unfortunate that you are here jumping up and down. You are a Christian. But because of the life you are living, the Holy Ghost has already walked away from you. He left a long time. And you are there empty. May the Lord help us to take care of the temple of God. And when you go to the Old Testament, like what we are doing today, just talking about the temple, the very first two verses are very important in everything we read today. 
Now Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the prophet, a descendant of Edo, prophesied to the Jews in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shetel, and Yeshua, son of Jozadak, set to work to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, helping them. I want you to catch this. That after they were asked to stop work, stop work they did. Everybody went about their business. They went to build their paneled houses. They went to do their own thing. They truly stopped work. God had to raise these two prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, to speak sense into them. You know what you could do? When you finish chapter 4 of Ezra, and it talks about the prophecy of Haggai and Zechariah, flip over, go and read their prophecy, and the rest of the book will make sense for you. Remember there was a day we did a book study on a Bible study day, and we took the book of Haggai, and we dissected the two chapters where Haggai was asking them, what do you think is going on here? Why do you eat and you are still hungry? Why do you wear all the wool in the world and you are still cold? <clears throat> How come when they pay you, they pay you under the fan? How come you put the money in your pocket, it's like your pockets have holes? Why are you people suffering like this? Don't you think it's because you've abandoned the house of God and you're only caring about yourself? Don't you realize that behind the Lord of fathers, there's a God of fathers? Get up! Go to the mountain, cut the wood, build the house, and God will take pleasure in it. And the word of God said, when he talked to them, that the children of Israel got up and did what God asked them to do. They did the foundation. And God said, from this day forward, I will begin to bless you. It was in this book of Hagar that he asked to them, over six times, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Do what God has brought you back here to do. Don't abandon it. Don't leave the work of God. Why are you people suffering? Why are you going through all this? You refuse to obey God. Why are you fearing man rather than God? And they got up. And let me tell you. In one of the Bibles I read, it captioned it, that Haggai reproved their indifference. If I could just take a minute there. He rebuked their words, reproved their words, indifference. You cannot really say that they committed sin. But when you come to look at it, well, they didn't care. Yes, we came back to rebuild the temple, but he asked us to stop, so we had to stop. Then why don't I go about and do my own business? Please. They were so indifferent to the things of God. They didn't care. You talk about the poor from today to tomorrow. That's their business. 
whatever happened to them. It's not my heart and money that is going there. Hagar shook them up. He told them the silver is mine. The gold is mine. He told them, go build. The glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. What do I tell you about Zechariah? Zechariah started crying. It's not by mind. It's not by power. But by the Spirit, says the Lord. Zechariah started telling them. The hand of Zerubbabel started this house. The hand of Zerubbabel will finish it. And you will lay the top stone on it. Crying. Grace. Grace. Why am I doing this this morning? I just want to tell you. What you hear will go a long way in shaping your life. What you hear, what you listen to, what you pay attention to, will go a long way in making you who you will become. Listen again. When they stopped, God knew exactly what to do for them. God sent those two prophets to them. And it was because of the ministration of those prophets that the Israelites decided to try again. And this time, they were bold enough to ask, Now, if it pleases the king, let him search. Let a search be made in the royal archives of Babylon to see if King Cyrus did in fact issue a decree to rebuild this house of God in Jerusalem. Before they had just stopped. But now, they became more assertive. They asked the king, why not check? Remember the law of the media patients cannot be changed. Remember that once they put their mark, their stamp on something, nobody can change it. These people are lying against us. Why not check? If actually this is what happened, that the king had actually sent us to go and review. And you know what? Lo and behold, the king searched the archives. And the king came out with the initial memo that King Cyrus gave them. That King Cyrus asked them to actually go and rebuild. And you know what he said to them? Yes, moreover, I hereby decree that you are to do this elders of the Jews in the construction of this house. Now we have established that King Cyrus asked them to go and rebuild. So what I need you to do going forward, you are to give them everything they need each day for their sacrifices. Everything should now be fully paid for. Whatever is needed, young bulls, ram, male, lambs for burnt offerings to the God of heaven, the wheat, the salt, wine, oil, as requested by the priests in Jerusalem, must be given them daily without fail, so that they may be offered sacrifices 
pleasing to the God of heaven, and pray for the well-being of the king and his son. Furthermore, listen, he hasn't finished. Furthermore, I decree that if anyone changes the sentence, a beam is to be pulled from his house, and he is to be lifted up and empowered on it. And for this crime, his house is to be made a pile of rubble. I, Dairos, have decreed it. Let it be carried out with diligence. Could you believe this? People went to write against you. People went to write against you. And now, the king turned the table. The king is asking them to provide everything these people will need on daily basis. Provide for them. And if anybody will try any nonsense again, if you will try to stop this work, if you will try to write against them, we are going to pull out a pillar from your house. You know they use these big timbers. We'll pull it out. We are going to hang you on that wood. And your whole house, your whole family will become, will be rubbished. I want somebody to believe God this morning. I want somebody to speak to the, into the air and say, I'm coming out better. That after your trials, after the tribulation, after everything you are going through, just believe God that you are coming out better. Speak it until the devil hears it. Tell him, you are sick. I'm coming out better. I'm coming out healthier than I was even before this sickness came. There's no money anywhere. You're in debt. I'm coming out better. I will put all this debt and I'll be at the other side. I'll be debt free. I'll be happier. I'll be comfortable. I'm coming out better. If you believe it, it will happen for you. These are the Israelites. What they expected was just that they would be asked to continue. But no, everything has been paid for. All expenses will be paid for. And a warning was given. No more of these stupid temptations and trials. No more. No more of these interferences. Let them go ahead and do what they got to do. They came out better. And I'm coming out better. And no matter what I think I'm going through, I'm coming to the other side better. Somebody said that Egypt was a land of slavery, suffering, not enough. But that the wilderness became a place of just enough. Just enough. Just pick up the food you are going to eat today. Finish it today. If it gets till tomorrow, it will grow, my God. Just enough. But when they crossed Jordan, when they walked into Canaan, it became a place of more than enough. You are coming into your Canaan. You are going into a place of more than enough. And the voice of the Lord will do it. So the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under the preaching of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, a descendant of Edo. They finished building the temple according to the command of the God of Israel and the decrees of Cyrus, Dairus, 
and the Atazazas, kings of kings of Persia. The temple was completed on the third day of the month Ada, in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. That ends the story for me. Thank you, Jesus. What they started, they finished. There's no abandoned property in the Bible. When God starts a thing, he brings it to a complete end. Who are you to think that what God started in your life, he will not finish? Who are you to think that God is not strong enough to bring you to, to a place called finish? Who are you to think that the devil will have an upper hand and that everything that God has started in your life will crumble? Who told you there's a power that is greater than all powers? Once was it spoken, twice did I hear it. That power belongs to God. He's greater than the greatest. He's higher than the highest. He's God alone. Above him there's no space. When he speaks, he's done. He's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob. He's the God of the tribe. Who told you that he will not finish what he started? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They listened to their prophet as they kept prophesying to them. They kept them alive. They kept the lamp burning. You need to be on with God. You need to continue hearing the word of God. You need the word of God to keep you awake. <clears throat> I don't care what that sickness looks like. I don't care what the trouble you are in looks like. I don't care how much you are owing today. I don't care. But the Lord that did it in the book of Ezra, He is the God who will do it for you. You will finish. Your hands will finish what you started. Go. Pick up what it was that you were doing before. Go finish it. There's a God in heaven. He has not failed before. And he's not going to fail because you're the one concerned. The world runs on laws and principles. And no law or principle is going to change because it's patience OT. It's a law that I put in oxygen. It's a law that I excel uh, carbon dioxide. Wherever I am, I will still breathe in oxygen. I will still excel uh, carbon dioxide. That's a law of God. And that's the law of God. That if you put your trust in Him, that He will never put you to shame. Don't worry. All these things happening around is just a process. You are and we justify that God will not put you to shame. Let somebody hear me this morning. The word of God can never be broken. Take it to the court. Take it anywhere. Take it anywhere. The Lord of the Lord can never be broken. The grass faded. The flowers may dry up. But the word of God stand there forever. Comfort him, comfort him, my people, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hear me well this morning. There's a visitation on this slide. I'm going to open up this slide and I want you to pray for yourself. I just want you to recognize the the, the magnificent God, the majestic God you serve. 
I just want you to tell him that you believe that whatever he started in your life, that he will finish it. I just want you to pray this morning. Pray a prayer of faith. Telling God that you believe what you started, you are going to finish. Your children will get to the place called finish. Everything that God has designed for them, they will reach it. Nothing will derail their destiny. Delay is not denial. And already we've agreed that there will be no more delays. Just open your mouth this morning and pray at your leg. There's a visitation on this slide this morning. Shall we all pray together? And so, King of Glory, we thank you so much this morning, even for coming and visiting the tribe. Father, we thank you for every prayer we've offered has ascended into heaven, and we know that you had us. Father, how we do pray that you will help us to stay close to your word, that will keep us alive and help us to keep believing that what you did in the book of Ezra, you can do again. Father, we are believing you that we will finish everything that our hands have started. Lord, we thank you for this month of stretch. Father, we don't just want to stretch in the spiritual thing. Father, we thank you because you are making us to be complete. You said above all, you wish that we may prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. Father, we thank you for we are going to stretch and become all that you want us to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. We've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Apostle OT and this ministry, please visit www.drpatienceot.com. Again, that's www.drpatienceot.com. Do you have a desire to read the entire Bible but have never been able to do so? If so, please join the Tribe Prayer Line every day from 4.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to read and listen as portions of the Bible are read and expounded upon daily. Call 515-604-9731, access code 582-077. Again, that's 515-604-9731, access code 582-077.